Hey guys, I forgot to throw this into the episode, so I'm going to hurry and mention it now. Uh, as you may have noticed, uh, I didn't upload Sunday, some stuff got in the way, you know, life life hits you sometimes. So, uh, guys, if you're ever bored, if I don't upload, sometimes I forget or something happens, just go watch some of our older podcasts or go on to our YouTube channel or Instagram account. We have so much more content for you guys to listen to. We're trying to grow the ministry, so if you guys want to help out, just tell your friends about it. Share us on social media. I will appreciate it, and God bless you. Enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to Common Sense Christianity. As always, I'm your host, Ethan Foster, here today with another episode. Guys, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, like our videos, guys. Putting a lot of content on there and very frequent, frequently because I don't have, uh, I have a lot of spare time, I should say, uh, during the quarantine and during this whole coronavirus pandemic. So, guys, go check that out. Go follow us on Instagram. Uh, I haven't been uploading on there lately, but I, I'm going to start doing that more uh, frequently. So, guys, uh, we hopefully have a quicker episode today. We'll see how it goes. Um, in my recent YouTube video, I just uploaded it. Uh, a couple hours ago, uh, CSC episode 14 and atheist, uh, arguments refuted. Uh, so virtual Willis, our favorite atheist here, uh, writes this comment. There is a slight problem with the first cause argument that doesn't get mentioned very often. So I will of course mention it now, LOL. Other religions use the same argument. So I'm going to go in and stop reading this here. It doesn't matter if other religions use the argument because the whole point, at least my purpose in mentioning this argument, is to set the foundation for um, for uh, the Bible. Well, for religion in general. So when you talk about the first cause, you were just talking about a generic God of some sort. Now, atheists don't like this. They want one good piece of evidence for... Cr- for our particular God. I'm sorry, that's not necessarily how it works. Now, in a forensic case, if you're trying to convict someone, there's usually not one specific piece of evidence that concludes a case. There is usually multiple um, pieces of evidence that you have to, uh, uh, I guess you could say, that you have to consider when convicting uh, the possible suspect. Uh, So it continues on. That's a problem because it means that the argument isn't actually telling us anything useful, even if we accept it completely. Yes, it is, uh, my friend, because uh, of the the fact that gives you one step closer to the the truth. Uh, It continues, it would be like a crime scene investigator testing a DNA sample and confidently assuring us that a human did the crime. Uh, okay, thanks, crime scene investigator. Really narrow, narrowed that one down. Now, of course, this argument is very broad. The, uh, the argument from design, the cosmological argument, these are very broad arguments, but they're meant to be. Because if these arguments can't prove a god, then nothing else um, matters. It doesn't matter what historical evidence we give you for the resurrection. It doesn't matter... Uh, Evidence for a certain event in the Bible happening. If we cannot prove a God, then the Bible is worthless. It's just a month, a bunch of myths. So that's why apologists always start with this and focus on this. So um, 
severely because this is the most important argument that we have to discuss. Uh, it continues on, but it's even worse because then we have a bunch of different prosecutors uh, all telling us that the result points to different people committing the crime. The crime here being uh, creation of a universe without authorization. Uh, at best, the first cause argument would get you to deism. But that's a very, very, very long way from theism. Now, again, we can sort of, I believe we can come to a reasonable conclusion with the teleological and the cosmological arguments that there is a theist, a god of some sort. But that, again, leaves you with several religions to think about. Uh, but again, it's supposed to be generic. Uh, he continues on, most atheists I know are totally cool with the idea that uh, something somehow, some way created the universe. We just don't know what or who or how. Now, that's interesting. Most atheists I know are, are very uncomfortable with that idea, I should say. Uh, it's uh, the least interesting argument, but it's strangely the ones that Christians seem to spend the most time on. I already explained why we spend so much time on it, and I think it is the most interesting argument. It. I've watched William Lane Craig spend hours trying to explain the universe has a cause. Yeah, duh. That was never really in dispute. Craig and other apologists seem to be unaware that they are pushing a door that isn't even locked. Uh, I have to disagree with you there, my friend, because uh, atheists try and close this door to, um, to try and refute Christianity. And while I'm doing this video, he just left me a reply, so I'll go on and read it. He says, you say, of course, but I've really, I've literally talked to hundreds of Christians who are not aware of this distinction and think that the first cause argument proves that the Christian God, Yahweh, exists. Apologists just gloss over that part inconveniently, inconveniently uh, forget to tell the Christians in the audience that they are skipping from deism to theism without any sort of attempt to bridge the gap. Well, I'm going to defend the apologists here because there's only a certain amount of time you have in a lecture, and you have to really f force it into a... What's the word? It's like how I'm writing a book, right? And there's a lot of information in there, and you'll recognize many of the arguments I make on the in the book I make on this podcast. But I cannot give you all the information that is in the book. That is exactly what apologists do. I listen to Frank Turk. I am impressed, but it's not like listening to Stephen Hawking and listening to all his intellectual um his intellectual confidence on things. Stephen Hawking knows a lot more than Frank Turk. That's a strange example, but we'll go on and stick with that. But I read I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. There are arguments that I've never even heard Frank Turk mention. There in his lectures, he has four arguments to prove Christianity. In the book, there's about 12. He dis discusses everything. Not saying that I agree with everything in there, but it is a lot more complicated and it's a lot more informative than the lectures. Um, so he said, you really need to watch the Philosophical Failures of Christianity video that deals with the column cosmological argument. It's nice and short, and it gives the problems with it way more clearly than I can hope to. Whenever I explain it, I just keep thinking, I'm not even coming close to describing this properly. And that's how I feel sometimes with me, my friend. Uh, I appreciate the comment, 
Guys, leave comments on the YouTube videos if you want me to respond to them, or you can email me at commonsensechristianitypodcast at gmail.com. We have no announcements, guys. Just tune in to the YouTube channel. We're trying to grow it, guys. We're trying to build our ministry. Uh, go check out the Sons of Liberty podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, just I'm trying to keep myself active and thinking. Guys, remember, always think. Never be content with uh, what people tell you. Always research it yourself. And until next time, I'm Ethan Foster here with Common Sense Christianity.